Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Severance, season one of the new Apple TV Plus show has ended, and I'm talking about it. It was a crazy show. Crazy show. Apple TV Plus has been coming out with a bunch of amazing TV shows uh, from different types of, like, different vibes, too. You got Ted Lasso on the positive tip. You got uh, For All Mankind, a kind of uh, sci-fi epic type of a show. And then you have this show, Severance. A lot of episodes directed by Ben Stiller. Very much a, a kind of a sci-fi black mirror type of a show. Um Starring Adam Scott, you have Zach Cherry, who I enjoy in a lot of stuff, Britt Lower, uh, and uh, so many other great actors. John Turturro is amazing. Just like seeing John Turturro in this show is such a reminder of how great of an actor he is. Uh, you also have Christopher Walken plays like a small part. Um, overall, a great show. Uh, kind of a show about a big theme of the show is the quote-unquote work-life balance uh, where there's this company uh, called Lumen who has this new procedure called Severance which will allow you I, let me, I'm going to spoil just I'm going to spoil the premise of this if you haven't watched the first episode of Severance it does a good job this show does a great job to like slowly roll out information it is very much a show with a lot of questions very much a giant mystery as to what's going on what the purpose is and in the first episode you are slowly introduced to this world and and the rules within this world so i don't want to spoil anybody who hasn't gone to see it i highly recommend sign up for apple tv plus for a trial version Binge this show. Binge uh, two seasons of Ted Lasso. Binge two seasons of For All Mankind. You will not regret any minute. That's like some of the best TV made in general. And uh, a crazy kind of batting average to, to use a sports reference for Apple TV+. Uh, so I highly recommend people checking it out. So the first episode, you're given this information. Slowly about what's going on and what's going on is that this company lumen has this, this procedure where a person an employee can choose to be severed and what that means is you take your consciousness and you split it you divide that consciousness to your work person and your outside of work person right your real life person uh and and that is your work life balance uh, and the world that you're, they call innies, the people that are inside of Lumen that, that exist to only work at Lumen, uh, only are conscious of their time in Lumen. They don't have any memories of the outside world when they're severed. So if they have families, they don't know. If they have spouses, they don't know. They have zero idea of what their life is like outside of work. And vice versa, when you're outside of Lumen and you're in your Audi, when you're the Audi, uh, you don't know at all what happened inside work. 
and they are completely separated as if you are two separate people. In this show, they are even referenced. There's a character uh, that references uh, their Audi versus Innie as a sister. It feels like it's more of a sister than it is uh, anything because you are so detached from it. Uh, but what this show illustrates in such a beautiful way because of the way that's set up is how insane it is that people will trade their existence on this world to spend the majority of that time working for a company that does not care at all about them. The majority of companies and corporations that exist in this world do not care whatsoever about the people that populate it. They do not. They are sometimes forced to care by offering them things like medical coverage and things like that and, and a certain type of pay structure and to have a safe work environment. There are things that they are forced to do to take care of people because of the government and because of unions and things like that. But the reality of this show is so like it is so much like being an innie is like a living hell and your Audi has so little time to experience life because when you're an Audi part of the thing you got to do is sleep right no job is paying for your sleep although they probably should right you should get an extra cut for like your job should pay for half of your time sleeping <clears throat> since that's like a necessary aspect of human life is to shut your brain off and shut your body off for eight hours a day so your Audi you get a little bit of time after work to probably drink because you don't know you have zero you, you you're stuck with whatever trauma you're stuck with the reasons why you drink, you're still doing it. It's not necessarily because of your thing, if that's the type of person you are, which our lead character, Adam Scott, uh, is somebody who's going through some stuff, is one of the mysteries we don't really know about. Uh, his, his character's name is Mark, uh, but he drinks when he's outside of work, so you know that he's gone through some stuff. Maybe the, the reason why he signed up for Severance is, is because of that, but uh, <clears throat> or we find out exactly why. Um, but you don't know. It's just that this show is so good at, at just at asking a bunch of questions and then slowly giving you paths to answers. And by the end of the season, some things are answered. Some things are definitely not. There's a lot of questions like the overarching what is Lumen? What does Lumen do uh, is a big thing. What is their end game? Uh, which makes sense that you wouldn't answer such a big question at the end of a first season. Uh, but it does answer a good en good enough amount of things. Um, but yeah, the, also the look of this show is amazing. A lot of the, uh, like I said, a lot of the episodes were directed by Ben Stiller. I don't know if he's the one that set the tone for the aesthetic of this show. But it has like a very, especially when they're inside their job, the actual office spaces of Lumen. Uh, it's very minimal, like wide open, empty spaces, but also has a very surreal feel to it. Like the the department that Adam Scott's character Mark works in with with Dylan, who's played by Zach Cherry, uh, also uh, John Turturro, who plays Irving, 
And then their new recruit, Haley, Helly, I'm sorry, uh, who is the person that the audience is kind of the, in a lot of ways, Helly is the audience surrogate because she, in the first episode, is a new employee, newly severed, and we're seeing her orientation and integration into this company. And that's kind of how, as an audience member, you're, you're shown and you're, you're given answers to certain things that are very weird, very surreal. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear The Many Faces, original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials, made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash tmfmerch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. But they have like this entire, the, the place where they, the room they work is huge. But all of their desks are still clumped together in a little four, like almost like a swastika of cubicles desks, uh, which is, is crazy. Like, it's it's almost like visually it could almost be like a satirical like spoof type of a movie or show but it is played serious like everything is played like I said black mirror think black mirror uh type of of of, of a tone um but beautiful like still like because of its minimalism the way it's shot very surreal very minimal I love it um it starts off, Petey, there's this guy, Petey, who was fired. So Helly is coming in to kind of be the new person. Mark uh, is is being promoted to fill the, the position of Petey, who was kind of like the office manager. And he's in charge of introducing and orientating Helly into this new experience. And it's crazy. Like, for instance, when she is part of this job, she's like, she wants to quit. She doesn't like it. So they're like, yeah, sure, you can quit. And they take her. And then that's where, as an audience, you realize that when she leaves this certain area, whether it's in an elevator or the stairway, the stairwell, she reverts to being an Audi. Like, her brain switches to where she becomes an Audi. And when she, so when she leaves the door, she is now the Audi. And she's like, what am I doing out here? I guess my innie doesn't want to, to work, so we're going to have to like convince her. So then she goes back in. And it's this crazy back and forth that happens where you're seeing existence being told through the different perspectives of the same person going through this different reality. It, it, I, like, even explaining it makes me feel like I'm about to have a stroke. Um, but Helly's the new one. She's kind of the, the, kind of the in a lot of ways, the, the audience surrogate. Uh, but we still don't know what, like, even their work that they do. They're all sitting in these, like, compacted cubicles, staring at, like, these old kind of school, old school computer monitors that you would see in, like, the 80s, you know, where they have just a mono monochrome screen on it, black screen, 
you know, I think, I don't know if it's white text or green text, but it's that old school, early computer style. And they have just these, like, random numbers that are jiggling, like they, they held their finger down on, a, on the iPhone and all the icons start jiggling. You have all these numbers that jiggle, and as the cursor goes over them, they kind of bubble to the surface. And there's some, like, ominous thing where they're supposed to feel when these numbers are feeling a, make you feel a certain way and you're supposed to trap all those numbers into these containers and if they do all those things and they're successful and they're rewarded with these w wacky things that would be rewards a giant corporation would give people thinking that they are proper incentives for people to work like finger traps or like having a waffle dinner like kind of just crazy like sad <laughs> like kind of like like so extremely sad uh how people like the smallest things that 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 people will feed on to be incentivized to keep doing like mindless like literally mindless work um there's the board who you is like this faceless voiceless entity that communicate does never really communicate communicates through a person right there's a person that has a bluetooth that kind of relays a lot of the things that the 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 board has to say to to communicate to its managing staff and a lot of the times they're just on like a speakerphone listening so you never hear anything it is like every aspect of this is so like odd and different and and weird and like it, and even the Lumen itself has, like, a very cult-like structure to it. Like, like, even one of the managers has, like, an altar to, to like, the main guy that started Lumen. There's all these kinds of, like, uh, ideas of what they do and how they've been around for so long. And it has, like, a weird, like, religious cult kind of tone to it but set in uh, like with the the look and aesthetic of a corporate entity it, it, it it's uh it's crazy so you have these innies that are they have questions because they don't know like it it's there's like there's like theories of what they're doing of they they like wild theories of what they're doing there's like these myths of stories that have happened between departments in Lumen uh, and like just long hallways that seem to go on forever where lights just turn on when you're when you're like underneath them. There's the break room, which is this room where they they like they brainwash you. They, they punish you if you do anything bad and you go and you have to read like this super long statement and you have to read it over and over again until it feels to them like you believe the statement. Which for some people it takes thousands or hundreds to thousand times to say the statement before it's believed before that it's, it's just crazy. Just like so many things are just crazy and just like so unique and such big questions that, like, you can't not keep watching. You can't not keep watching. And also the characters are great, right? Even John Turturro's character, Irving, is, like, a gay dude who has this, like, love affair 
with with uh with Christopher Walken's character, who's in a different department. That they like they like cross like Christopher Walken's character, his department is one of their jobs is to like hang these paintings in like certain areas. Like it's for the most part, it's just like a corporate office building, blank walls. And then like in certain areas, there'll be paintings hung up. And all these paintings are like very similarly toned in a way. They all kind of look, have a similar feel to them. And that's kind of his job is to kind of rotate these pieces of artwork throughout the building. That's like his job. And Irving has like he's he's got like they're both older dudes. They have a connection. And it's it's like a sweet love story that's going on underneath like this crazy mystery sci fi story that's also happening. Uh, But all the people inside, they're they're like struggling to, to find out. They they like uncover maps and they try to make maps to try and figure out what the structural like to see what's going on within lumen and they get to a point where they at the end when they find out like that that shit's wrong like they they're starting to find out that things aren't really good for them in in lumen like before that it's all like oh trying to uphold the corporate idea of what we should be doing and then they find out that it's like it's all bullshit they're like slowly finding out more and more and there's this scene where John Turturro's character comes in and he's just pissed, right? The, this dude that he loves is retiring and he's leaving and he's like, fuck this. Let's burn this motherfucker down. I think it's like the second to the last episode and it's like, oh shit. Like once all these characters kind of start to get together and, and come together to like find out what's happening and to, to take on this business on their own... It's ama- it's like such an amazing moment. You're like, fuck yeah. Because it's, it's similarly to like what's happening in r- the real world where like all these businesses are taking advantage of people. You're wasting your life making barely enough money to survive, if at all. And you, you're giving your life to these companies that don't give a fuck about you. And you're seeing unions start to pop up everywhere. And you're seeing companies like Starbucks and Amazon trying to not allow people to unionize. And the show, in a lot of ways, shows the power of employees and workers coming together. And, and the strength that you have when you come together. But also you have this character in Heli that does not want to be there. Like, throughout most of the season, she's trying to quit. To the point where even her Audi makes a tape telling her that you will never quit. You belong to me. I, I am you, you. There's no way you're going to ever leave this place. Like, and that is the kind of hell that she puts herself in because she's detached. She put herself into that situation to work. And then you find out later why she's there and why also it is the most difficult for her to be integrated into this corporate structure is you find out that she is one of the children of the people that created Lumen. Like she's the daughter of this, this godlike person or whatever. That the, at least that's the person they worship, the, their cult leader. Which is crazy. That's like... It's like... Uh, uh, one of the Trump kids getting a day job. Of course, they would never do it. 
to first off, they would never like if this were the Trump family who created Lumen, like you're never going to see Don Jr. decide to actually you probably would. You probably no, you would you wouldn't. They would never give up part of their time of the day for them to go to a place for eight hours a day for 40 hours a week. They're going to remove that that time of of day from their life. Like they would never give up that. But if they were forced to, for some reason, they would not be able to survive. All these like privileged rich kids, if they had to be forced, if they were forced somehow to work in a corporate environment, to work a a real day job, they would all kill themselves. They would all do that. And that is why when Heli does it, it it's surprising when it happens in the episode when she's like exhausted all of her attempts to try and quit this place legitimately that she goes to the the ultimate quitting of trying to kill herself like that when you find out that she is this child of the this wealthy privileged kid it makes sense that she would kill the, herself because Anybody that's not indoctrinated and grow up, grew up in like a corporate structure where you have to get a job and you have to work and you're constantly this this employee that's being treated like shit, like it's it's not healthy. It's not healthy, and you don't see that until there's somebody that has a an actual freedom, until somebody's actually free. You know, somebody that's got a ton of money and where most of the the confines, confines and restraints of reality that exist for everybody else, like laws, like bills and all those things don't don't affect them at all. So for her to be forced in, it makes complete sense that she would try to kill herself. But it's also a character that you grow to love because you you agree with her, you sympathize with her. You see how much she doesn't want to be there. Because it would be hell. It would be hell, especially if you knew, if you were conscious of, of how, like, the, the, the reality of that kind of living would be. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. And even seeing how the company like uses information and propaganda in order to make sure to maintain control. Like when people get hurt on the job, they make up stories and give them gift cards so their Audi doesn't get suspicious or doesn't want to leave. 
but so much of this so much is good the the last episode was intense like you have the the episode before the last one when irving john Turturro's character comes in it's like we're gonna burn this motherfucker down like that last episode where they have their plan that they're gonna execute where they find out that like overtime is a thing where they can wake up their Audis in the real world and their innies can take over they use that to their advantage in order to try and get the word out about what it's like in Lumen. So you have three of the four characters, right? You have uh, John Turturro's character, uh, Irving, you have Adam Scott's Mark, and you have Britt Lowers, Heli, uh, are all out in the world. And then Dylan, played by Zach Cherry, uh, they... they they meet their quota for the quarter or whatever, and he's given the, the this, like, waffle dinner, which is a crazy scene anyway. Like, he's given these waffles and this, like, reproduction of the, 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 the creator of Lumen's house, and then there's this weird, like, dancing that goes on with mass. It's a, a weird, very, like, tons of questions. But you understand their objective. And it's Dylan's job to turn on the overtime function to wake these innies up uh, out in the real world. Uh, and you see all of their separate stories because they don't know who they are on the outside. So you see Mark wake up, and he doesn't know he has a sister that just gave birth. He doesn't know that she's married to this guy that wrote a book that he's been reading inside. Like, it's a crazy thing where he's like, uh, like he, he should be in a place where he's super comfortable and knows where everything is, but he's, he's out of sorts. You see uh, John Turturro's character, Irving, waking up, realizing he's an artist who's been kind of painting the hallways of Lumen, these dark, ominous hallways that have, like, just the smidgen of light at the end of it. Uh, you have, uh, and then Heli's character is when you find out that she's the daughter She's basically the propaganda of Lumen to push whatever political narrative they need to to get whatever to expand this technology. And, and, and it's like it's so disgusting. And you see all these pictures that have been taken throughout the 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 show's season to be used as propaganda to show like how happy and joyous everybody is, which is the same thing you see in all corporations when you see pamphlets of people working at amazon they're all smiling and happy you see commercials they're all yay yay people at costco yay but then if you work at any of these companies you see how you're really treated you see how like nobody's smiling nobody's like happy to be there some people are but the, like for the most part it's like it's it's soul crushing and uh it's so crazy when you see her because it's like they're all now out and trying to tell as many people she's about to give a speech to all the people that are there who are going to be passing some legislation or whatever. It's crazy. The last episode. And then you see like you see Mark's character. Mark is a character who recently went to Severn was, was recently Severance. Right. And and because his wife died in a car accident. But then you find out that she's still alive or maybe a, a version of her is still alive because inside of Lumen, there was a woman who was like the mental health person who would bring people into this tranquil room and and read compliments about them and try to make them feel better. And that woman was his wife and he didn't doesn't realize that till he's out in the real world and he sees a picture of her 
and he knows so he knows that she's alive so it's like this thing that we thought throughout the whole season is wrong that she that she's alive and that's like i think that's how the show ends the the season ends like she's alive which we knew as the audience but when we see him find out we're like oh shit like how does that make sense we also see heli like get the opportunity to like actually tell people but then you know nobody believes her she they think that she's just playing a joke so it's like all of these things up in the air like cliffhanger don't know what's going to happen but then season two hopefully i hope there's multiple seasons i don't know how they're going to keep going like there's this whole goat issue like on one of their walks through the hallways they stumbled across this room that had baby goats in it that this guy was feeding just no explanation there's a lot of things that are very questionable also the people that are inside severin like you have uh milchik and you have uh uh see who was the other woman um harmony cobell is that it cobell yeah um where they're working there but they're not severed so when like Cobell leaves, she has this alternate identity where she's Mark's neighbor and she's all nice and she ends up being like uh, a nanny for his sister. And it's like it's there's a lot of craziness that are, that's happening that uh, a lot of questions that still need to be answered, I would say. Um, but, yeah, just a show that like on so many levels is speaking to so many things, uh, which I appreciated completely. The acting is great uh, in all of them it's uh i really enjoyed the show uh, i'm really i like i i wish season two was out like season two is out right now i probably would have binged it all already uh but we're gonna have to wait we're gonna have to wait also ben stiller doing amazing work directing he didn't direct all the episodes but every episode is beautiful the way it's shot just i mean everything the aesthetic of everything is great uh i really enjoy the show and uh Zach Cherry is like I enjoy seeing Zach Cherry anytime he shows up. He's always like this side character and stuff. Uh, this probably being his biggest role. I really love seeing him in this, and him as Dylan is great. And that last last episode was like, it, it, it's so crazy. It's so crazy that last episode. Um, but anyway, check it out. It is on Apple TV Plus. It's called Severance. Season one is currently out and available to watch in its entirety. Uh, and I am highly looking forward to season two. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.